I was looking for a doll for my for my daughter, many black dolls were actually ugly. They weren't beautiful. Uh. So, they, so many of them like were okay. I don't know why, but they were making it kind of funky. I don't know, but uh, so so that's why, like I said, no, we need to make. Uh, I want I wanted to normalize uh, black dolls so that kids can see, like a black girl can see themselves represented, but make it also beautiful, like uh, as princess as well, so that they know that okay, they also are princess, they also beautiful. Do you have a sister friend who you can talk to about your imperfections, vulnerabilities, uncensored truths, journeys, and victories? Welcome to The Lounge. Our experiences coupled with scriptural truths continues to mold us and shift our paradigms. The vision is to help us all lead the best lives God proposed for each individual. We hope our stories, our conversations, and that of others allows you to view life from another lens, regardless of your season. Come Come on on in, in, sisters. Let's Let's talk. Welcome back to the Sisters Let's Talk podcast lounge. Today, we are going to be talking to a formidable woman, an African woman for that matter. Um, And she's just going to talk to us about how she started her business. Um, We're going to have you hang on this word for the next one to two minutes so before you know exactly what this business is all about. But um, it's very innovative, and I think today's topic you will love to hear. So uh, before we go into it, we have to remind you all, as always, remember to subscribe. Don't forget to go to all the podcast platforms and also on our YouTube page. So remember to subscribe and share. So today, um, I am Lucia. I've always been Lucia, and we have... Don't fool me. <laughs> It's always been, always been for me, like Lucia said. <laughs> well, because sometimes we mix it up. So today on the show we have Michelle Ballestine, who is a Cameroonian. Woohoo! Yes. Yes, she can eat cassava leaves. Yep. <laughs> Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for eating cassava leaves. We'll We'll have to come try yours. We have to come try yours, for sure. Absolutely. So, Michelle is the owner and CEO of Coolores. I am going to spell that out. K-O-O-L-O-R-E-Z. There we go. Is the owner and CEO of Coolores, which is black dolls please i'm going to repeat that she is the owner and ceo of a business for making black dolls and they are in black african attires let's go so cooler i love that born it was born the day that i went shopping for a doll for my daughter 
and I wanted to buy a doll for her that she would identify with. One with beautiful black or brown skin, features, and styling. I found shelves and shelves of white dolls, but to my surprise, only one or two that were black or brown, and I felt compelled to explore this. Why? Because she wanted our children, yours and mine, to grow up in a world where they know and believe that they are beautiful, loved, and valued. So colorist dolls truly reflect the beauty and diversity of the real world. When children see themselves in a doll, it tells them that they are beautiful and loved. And I must say, and... Michelle, that um, I got one, one of your products and the kids that have it, they, you, their faces lit up. And they play with this doll. They walk around with this doll. Their mom has to put the doll in her purse every time she goes to church. Like, this doll has to make it into the purse. So I just want to say welcome. Uh, this is the reason why we brought you in. We're having this conversation with you. Welcome to the Sisters Let's Talk. Oh, welcome, Lucia. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. That is such a beautiful description. And um, I have a daughter as well. And well, she's a teenager now, but it was it was important for her to see a doll, something that she plays with that looks like her. And when we give gifts to our um our nieces and nephews, oh, sorry, not our nephews, our nieces as well. Um, we want them to have something that they can relate to. And it's not that they can't relate to the other ones because oh. we live in a very diverse uh, um, community as well. But it, it it is something, it is that thing that makes it so different, like you described there. Um, Apart from your daughter, um, what you wanted your daughter to have this, why was it so utterly important to you that your daughter sees herself in that doll? Like, Yeah, great question. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So I wanted my daughter to, to see herself in a doll um, mm -hmm. because... Uh, so. Yeah, I always wanted a black doll for my daughter. But then mm -hmm. uh, one day I was just browsing the TV like that. And um, and I saw and I uh, I just came across um, a TV show. And then they were actually running an experience. Uh, and I, and uh, it was they were showing black dolls to um, uh, little girls and to to uh, to black girls. And they were also showing them white dolls. And then all the little girls the black girls were just preferring the white doll. And I was like, huh. So I just, so I just stopped there and I said, Oh, let me watch this, this show. Like I wasn't, I wasn't looking for that show, but it was just there and I found it interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I just started to look at that, uh, I, I look at the show and then listening to what the kids were saying about the doll. And then they were saying, Oh, when, when they were, they were being asked, why do you like this doll? Prefer this white doll rather than the black doll. They would say, Oh, this one is beautiful. This one is that. And then and I just figured out, wow, they black and they don't like the black doll. They prefer the white. And why is that? And then, and then when the, and then, so I understood that it was a research actually that has been uh, run also in 1940s. Um, they call it a doll test. And then, and so in 2020, uh, 
one is still the same the same results so I understood that because of all the influence that they're getting from the media so especially those kids uh black kids born uh, in western country uh, that are majority uh, majority uh, white. Uh, the influence from the social media and uh, everything that they hear in the the, the systemic uh, racism that that can be out there, even though it's not said, uh, all those bias built into into that make that um, they don't they don't perceive themselves as as beautiful. Great. So yeah. they as beautiful. They just look at everything in the society tells them that. They're not great. That white uh, skin is the, is is the, the best. White skin is uh, supreme, than like a superior than the, the, the and the black skin. And that's why when they we see a black doll, they don't like the black doll because the black doll is not beautiful. The black doll is not represented. It's it's, it's, it's Disney movie. Uh, the uh-huh. princess in Disney movie are always white. Like uh, now it's changing. It's changing. Yeah, it's but changing. Yeah. They were all the princess were always white. Um, the main character was always white, so they wouldn't see themselves represented, and that's how I say, okay, so we need to change something. Like we need to make it normal to see yeah. also a black black princess. We need to make it normal for them to see a beautiful black doll. Even my son, when I was looking for a doll for my for my daughter, many black dolls were actually ugly. They weren't beautiful. Uh-huh. So, so many of them like were okay. I don't know why, but they were making it kind of. Thank you. I don't know, but uh, so so that's why, like I said, no, we need to make. Uh, I want I want it to normalize uh, black dolls so that kids can see, like a black girl can see themselves represented, but make it also beautiful, like uh, as princess as well, so that they know that okay, they also uh, princess, they also beautiful, they um, uh-huh. yeah, and then. Uh, uh, they also equal. They loved, and then uh, and uh, I wanted to make it so, uh, make it affordable because when I was also looking for a doll for my daughter, it was so expensive. Like it was, it was really expensive compared to the white white one. Why the white doll? That that is that that is a, a very interesting fact, and I I like that you you saw a problem. And you didn't only just accept the problem as it being a problem. A problem. Mm-hmm. And you did something about it. You found... So I'm saying this because sometimes we, we, we see a problem, right? But we never pursue the things that we can in our own way it's not like we have all the answers right mm-hmm. but we we never pursue the things that could answer or at least try to answer that um that problem so mm-hmm. what was the what were the first steps you took in in even trying to yes you want a doll for your daughter <laughs> why did you even think you can make that <laughs> or like you can do it or what are the first things that you even tried for that to happen um, let's say, like, I, I think, uh, I'm also like, as I don't know, like, I, I think that we have something like, uh, within the Af- many African culture, like we've seen our mom one day selling something on the street, mm-hmm. like uh, it could be donut, fish, whatever. So we, ha- I think we have that as black women, uh, mm-hmm. African women, especially like, I uh, we just be to, um, 
to always try to to do something like uh, we go to we uh yeah we do agriculture we do something like uh, so i guess uh, i i've always had that uh entrepreneurial um think in me so yeah <laughs> i always try to do something and you always try to do that for your kids so my mm-hmm. our grandmother our mom like uh, auntie everybody is entrepreneur somehow and they do and they always do that for the kids to uh and have a provide a better life to their to yep. their um, uh like to their kids so i think so i have it in me first uh and then uh so why do i decide to start it's just because um i i was blessed also to uh i was blessed to uh to come here uh in canada and then uh and succeed uh in my uh let's say professional career just like that like that like, uh-huh. and then uh, and be and show them another uh another uh, path to uh to black people like so i want to say here like sometimes the image is oh if you want to succeed in western country oh you might be you have to be either a soccer player or a rapper or i don't know singer some 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 sort of that uh it's worth to um to see uh like black people uh excelling and uh succeed uh they 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 out there but they not seen that much right so and i had the chance to be one of those that are successful in their career professional career and then um but that don't uh, not, not seen and then i wanted to uh so because of that i wanted to share i wanted to be able to uh to share uh what i got and uh le, 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 and by empowering like uh, the other girl, the other black people around me, and then those people are usually the one in the church. So I do attend the church, and I want and and I'm really involved. So I really involved in the life of the black uh, youth in my church. So okay. I, I I tell them, oh, I'm doing this. I call them, I invite them, I show them, oh, you you're not stuck to just playing basketball on the on the court mm-hmm. on Sunday. Like right. uh, come and then I'll bring you also here or. Show them other experience of life so that they can be inspired. They also want to to excel and then uh, and, and be able to reach that standard of life. And that's how because I'm already involved. I really want the black kid to uh, to get out of the stereotype of uh, living that uh, that's only the profession that they can do and stuff like that. So that's how even uh, I said it starts with. Um, uh, like a, I'm always like, a, how can I help more? How can I help more? And then with my daughter experience, like I just re- realized is also in ha- having talking to uh, many of those youth is self-confidence first. It starts in self-confidence. So, so yes, I have that em- entrepreneurial uh, mindset. Yes, I'm involved in the life of youth and I want them to thrive in other sector than what we want to, the, 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 the society want to put them into and mm-hmm. uh and for them to believe that they were we need to fix their confidence and the confidence really starts small because i grew up in cameroon uh and in cameroon everybody is mostly black so mm-hmm. i didn't have that issue with racism and stuff like that growing up so i built my confidence on family value of community telling me that i'm beautiful that i'm loved that i'm strong that i can be anything blah 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 but many black kids that are born here even the education system tells like uh, it's so biased that even if they're in a school that is majority black, they, the, the system is just meant, just built a way that 
it was streamlined to order to some stereotype of the, let's say, of the Western system, let's say it like that. Yeah. So, so basically that's why, like, I wanted to, so I, so by trying many things to help the kids, so I, I said, okay, the next thing to, maybe we should start from the beginning and then build their confidence. And that's how I just, I keep just making those, uh, whenever I see an issue, I just try to fix it to, uh, and if it takes entrepreneurship, I'll do it. And, uh, yeah. uh just to provide that opportunity, uh, to people to have another path, to have another successful path. Yeah. Like I had. Mm-hmm. You know the point that you, Go on, Lucia. you said. What you just said actually um, is is a very poignant point that you made. The part of one, yes, you wanted to help others learn or be more entrepreneurial and not just focus on one avenue. But the other thing is you talked about the self esteem. So that study that you mentioned the doll test um dr kenneth clark he was like the first mm-hmm. first african-american uh to do something like this he was a psychologist so this was part of his, mm-hmm. um, his uh study and one of the things that he mentioned was as he noticed was the self-esteem in the children is that they had there was low self esteem and as a result of prejudice, mm-hmm. racism, etc. So, and, and I'm bringing it back to I know when we introduced you to that child, that kid that I gave the doll, her and her sister, um, because um, when she saw the doll, so first of all, we you would explain or describe what the doll doll looks like, but uh, one of the things she has on the dolls is. Um, they have African fabric. So the dolls are uh, mm-hmm. uh, dressed in African fabric. And the first thing they said was, oh, this looks like Auntie So-So and So. And so they loved mm-hmm. the fact that it had a head, you know, a head tie, a headgear, and that they could change the clothes. But it also, the hair, it looks like their hair. Versus the uh-huh. other dolls, the white dolls, you have the blonde, straight, blonde hair. But these ones also look uh-huh. like their hair. So they want now their uh-huh. hair to look that way. So it's exactly, just those yeah. small things that make a difference. And like you said, when we were growing up, it's all around us. So we don't really think about it. Uh-huh. But here, or, or when you're outside of an environment where there's multiple, there's diversity, which is a good thing, but then you struggle to find yourself. So um, I like the point that mm-hmm. you made um, in terms of the entrepreneurship. Uh, but I'm wondering, when you were talking to these young kids or teenagers or young adults, um, what are some of the responses you get back from them, especially the girls? in terms of wanting to do something uh, on their own versus just focus on one avenue? Like, was it a good response? Are they excited about trying new things? Or, like, what did you get from them? So you already have two, two, two types of, of children. You always have minority We want to do something about it. But many of them will, uh, will step back and say, no, it's not possible, or... Yeah, they, they, they're going to just start to give excuses, excuses, excuses. And then, um, and then you, and, and even <laughs> what I've noticed really, like, what I've noticed is that 
those who have a strong, let's say that are like a first or second generation of immigration of immigrant mm-hmm. usually wants to do something. Hmm. But those who are already third, like a grand, actually the grandparent has immigrated. Then the parent, so the, the parent were born here and had kind of already experienced the system with all his barrier. They, they involuntarily, like they, 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 they or unconsciously, I don't know, they transmit that to their, to their children somehow. And then they always, they have that fear. No, it's not for us because we, they, 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 they were just taught, they grew up, to, uh, grew up, um, and taught that, no, uh, you have to be careful. They don't like you here. So somehow they have it in, in their, in their brain. Like, mm. and then when you want them, when you say, no, you can do that. They say, how, how can I do that? Like uh, I come from this neighborhood in my neighborhood is, this is how, what is happening. There's only drug. Or if you want to do something, people will even look at you like, uh, that, that like you're just going to, yeah, you yeah. just ask that you, yeah, oh, so wow. you just want to show up and stuff like that. So they already have all those barriers in them that they just can't move on. So you, ha- you really have to fight those ideas with them. Those who are recent immigrants are still, like, you can still mold them easily and have them do something that could do, and they, and they will do. So those are the, the really two types. Wasn't that interesting? Well, this conversation continues. It gets even more interesting. Join us next week as we conclude our conversation with Michelle, owner of Colores. Reminder, you have what it takes. You just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do what you're created to do. Visit our website, ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite other sisters to the lounge.